0: Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world, Holy Mother Church, celebrates Easter, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now the resurrection of Christ is at the very heart of our faith. If you look at just sacred scripture, the whole New Testament is about Jesus Christ, his Passion, Death, and Resurrection. The Old Testament prophesizes about it. If you look at our sacraments, our doctrine, our dogma, the resurrection of Jesus Christ lies at the very heart of our faith. And this is why we pray every day, why we go to Mass every week. Paul puts it best in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He says, If Jesus Christ had not risen from the dead, then our faith is in vain. More to it, the resurrection gives us a sense of our identity and who we are as followers of Jesus Christ. It also gives us the great hope and the promise of what awaits us, the world that we are all tending to, the world of heaven. Now, notice how the story begins. It says, After the Sabbath, on the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. The first day of the week. Now Matthew, like the other three evangelists, are very rich in symbolism. No detail should be left unattended. The first day of the week. Well, here you could say Matthew is reaching back all the way to the story of creation in Genesis. God begins to create this entire universe on the first day of the week. Well, what's the implication here? Well, there's a new cycle, a new creation taking place after the resurrection. The entire universe is going to change. After the resurrection, there is a new creation. The entire world and universe that we used to know before the resurrection will all change. Instead, after the resurrection, all of creation and the world will be influenced by Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection. Notice what it says also. Behold, a great earthquake. Now, whoever has lived through an earthquake will never forget it. There's a great physical power associated with an earthquake. But there's also a psychological power associated with an earthquake. The ground underneath our feet is shaking. The terra firma that we once thought would never move is now moving. Everything that we took for granted, well, now is no longer because of Jesus' resurrection. See, that's the devastating consequences of the resurrection. It shakes us to the very foundation of who we are. You see, prior to the resurrection... The world stood on the foundation or on the pillars of sin, death, fear, and violence. Death had the final say over us. Now with the resurrection, it's like an earthquake. It shakes those pillars. Now those pillars begin to crack and crumble and fade away. And that's the power of the resurrection. Everything that we thought was absolute, which was death itself, is not the finality over us. And see, this is God's plan. From the very beginning of time, God's plan was for us to participate in that resurrection. That's why Easter should shake us like an earthquake. You know, if we truly stop and think and pray what Jesus did, he died and now he's risen from the dead. And this is God's plan. And it wasn't for Jesus to receive glory or adulation. Jesus did all these things for us, for us to have eternal life. Now, if that doesn't shake us, then we're not really understanding what Jesus did for us. Now notice it says an angel came down and appeared like lightning. Now we've seen that before in the story of the transfiguration. Jesus climbs Mount Tabor and the light of heaven breaks into this world and transfigures Jesus miraculously white. Well now this angel descends from heaven and the light of heaven miraculously transfigures this angel. It's a spiritual sign of the world to come, heaven, and all of its beauty and radiance. Now, the angel announces to Mary, Magdalene, and Mary, Jesus has risen from the dead. Now, don't make the mistake of confusing Jesus' resurrection and Lazarus. Jesus' resurrection was the one true resurrection. He dies no more. But Lazarus, or the daughter of Jairus, they were resuscitated, kind of like When a paramedic resuscitates a person, or they resuscitate a person in the hospital. Lazarus and the daughter of Jairus were resuscitated and came back to life, but they died again. That's the big difference. Jesus' resurrection was a true resurrection. He will never die again. He will have immortal life. And that's what he promises us. Now notice it says, the angel rolled back the stone. The huge stone. Mary Magdalene and Mary were worried that they could not push back the stone because of its size and its weight. Well, that symbolized the finality of death. No one could break into the tomb, nor could anyone break out of the tomb. But notice the angel. He easily rolls back the tomb himself. Notice that little detail also. He sits on top of that rock. Why is that? Why doesn't he just stand next to it or walk away from it? But instead, he sits on top of it. As I've said before, everything that God does is very intentional, very deliberate. Remember, angels are God's representatives here in this world. And so that angel, by sitting on top of that rock, basically God declares dominion over death. But also, too, remember, that was the posture of a teacher in the ancient world. So this angel is going to teach us something powerful. And so he tells them that Jesus has been raised from the dead and now waits for his apostles in Galilee. Now that message should resonate throughout our entire self. So that what? Just like the angel, our conduct should announce that Jesus is risen and alive in us. By our fidelity to the teachings of the church, by our service to others in this world, those are all ways in which we, like the angel, announce to the entire world Jesus Christ is risen, and not only is he risen, but he is alive in us. We can proclaim the risen Lord, that he is alive by what we say and by what we do. People will see the risen Lord in us. Now notice next, it says, The guards were shaken when they saw the angel. Well, these are Herod's guards. They're symbolic of people trying to maintain the old order. The old order that used to govern the world through sin, death, fear, and violence. On Good Friday, we read the Passion, and we recognized that all the kings have soldiers, only to preserve the old order through the threat of death. We learned that Herod had his own soldiers, Pilate, Caesar, they all had their own soldiers. They represented the old order to maintain the fear of death and all of its finality. Well, now these guards are shaken, and then they fall down, and they pretend to be dead. They represent the old order now falling away. Literally falling to the ground, now the old order falls away. Sin and death no longer reigns over us. Now the first thing that the angel says to the women, don't be afraid. You know, that's the same thing that the angel Gabriel said to Mary and Zechariah and the prophet Isaiah. Don't be afraid. Why is that? Well, I think we live so much of our lives in fear. Fear of poor health. Fear of unemployment? Fear of failure? Fear of death itself? What does fear do? It paralyzes us. It prevents us from being fully alive. And yet, God doesn't want that to happen. He wants us to be fully alive. That's why Jesus always said, I've come to give you life and life in abundance. Well, we have to be confident that there is a life waiting for us that is infinitely greater than we could possibly imagine in heaven. And therefore, we have to be fearless in this world and how we live our life and our faith life. If you look at the saints, they're a great example of this. The saints are fearless in how they live their life because they believed in that life that was waiting for us in heaven. One last thing. The angel tells the women, Go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. Then... Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went away quickly from the tomb and ran to announce this to his disciples. They went away quickly. Well, we do the same thing, don't we? When we see a movie, or maybe we've read a book, and it has a powerful impact on us, it changes the way we think, changes our life for the better. The first thing we want to do, quickly tell other people. We pick up our phone, we call people, we text them, we say, you know, you've got to see this movie. You've got to read this book. It'll change your life forever, for the better. Well, that's exactly what Mary Magdalene and the other Mary did. They acted quickly to run and tell the disciples that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead. Well, we must do the same thing ourselves. Like the angel, like Mary Magdalene, we must seize those opportunities to live out our faith. And in doing so, we too can tell the rest of the world, that Jesus Christ is risen from the dead and that he is alive now in us. And people will see the resurrected Christ by how we behave, how we conduct ourselves, and what we say and what we do. They will see the resurrected Christ alive in us. And then we, like the angel and Mary Magdalene, we can be messengers of God's goodwill, his love and his mercy in this world. And may the grace and the peace of Jesus Christ rest upon you. Always.